you're directing you wrote it or yeah i'm in a fellowship right now through broadway um where they're funding me to like do a short film so i'm doing a short film about like minneapolis from like the burning of the third precinct up until the uh jacob fry increased the police budget by 27 mil Mm -hmm. so just kind of chronicling that year yeah and so it's just like taking interviews from like the homies um and then like weaving some poetry into it I uh, and then like some monologues yeah. and then like a couple humorous parts where like I make some fake commercials about like fake nonprofit groups that and that so is going to be, be fun fucking fire yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time I cannot wait for that I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see that I like the I like the fake commercials part have you ever watched uh, Atlanta the show yeah. Atlanta you know well, how they be having recording Oh, we on we on we're we on the air now. right now. Oh, we're we live with it. So they we live. Whatever y'all was just talking about, they got. Oh yeah, no, that's good. I Larry, like that. You know how dope you is. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Oh no. My one of my favorite commercials though on uh, Atlanta, the guy that has the charger, um, the Dodge Charger, and then um. Oh. You think you're talking to the people? He must. Uh, you can come close to the mic. Oh, word. But yeah, so the guy that has the Dodge Charger yeah. and he just drives around the Dodge Charger everywhere, but that's all he has. He doesn't have a house. He doesn't have like pants, nothing. He just runs out the Charger, charges, um, puts gas in. And then speaking of gas, God damn. Gas prices? I saw this thing on TikTok where this guy said he doesn't, um, he doesn't look at gas prices. What do you guys think of that? I that's just realized I really don't either. Shit, Huh? You don't look at gas prices? Fuck, I'm gonna look at gas prices you for. You go it. to the same. You go to the same gas station regardless. No, I, I just don't. It's not a negotiation. Like yeah, I have like to get the, gas. The, the, yeah, they, like they got you on this. Like, is a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, like that's you. what he said. He said I don't look at gas. It's a hostage situation. I have to get gas. Like whether it's five dollars, three dollars, two dollars. Like I gotta fill up my tank regardless. You know, so I don't look at the gas prices. I just fill it up. It is outrageous though. Like it costs like fifty five dollars for me to fill up my tank, which is see the problem is is because none of y'all filed the LLC, right? And so if y'all were to, to file to an LLC, yeah. you feel me? Then you'd be able to get free gas because you could expense that, right? But y'all would know that if you had the dinner with Hove, y'all ain't have the dinner with Hove. You feel me? Out, hold on. So you didn't have. You could expense gas. I don't know, bro. We were on podcast, so I was just making oh. up stuff about LLCs, <laughs> bro. I thought that's what we were supposed to do. He's trying to like, sound like those niggas that be out yeah, I don't know. We on a podcast, so I got to make up things that aren't real about things. To be an alpha male, yeah, so you got to like, have an LLC yeah, and a parent bro. company to run your LLC so you can write your expenses off. Like, yeah, they'd be talking like hey, that. I just, I, you know, I'm trying. You, you got to get in to fit in. Get into First the zone. Of all, what would you do, though? Would you have dinner with Hope or would you take the 100K? By the way, this is the fourth time we're asking this but question. But then he also brought it up so on I the think show at this point. So we might as well dinner with Hove for a hundred k. A hundred k? Why is that? I would fuck him with the because number one, nowhere in the rule book says who's paying for the dinner. Okay, so I'm not gonna lose a hundred k and now have an expense. That like is a <laughs> nah. Like, that is the first thing. Like I'm not going for that number so, one, right? Fu- forget hope. This guy said I'm not paying for dinner exactly like, with this billionaire. I'm not, no, like that's not happening. That's yeah. the first thing, right? Secondly, no, like of anything that he could benefit you of, mm-hmm. right? You could do it yourself. But also, capitalism is a scourge on humanity. 
Mm. So like, neither, mm. neither. Mm. We've never had a neither. Mm. Yeah. Neither. He said none of the above. <laughs> I'm taking a hundred k though. Introduce the guest. Introduce the host. What's so, going on, y'all? We got another episode <coughs> of Goats Talk. It's your boy Muhammad Sharif. To the right of me, Hamza the Truth, and to the left of me, it's my boy Farah, the Great, with the pink hat. I don't know it's what color. Peach. 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 There we go. I'm colorblind, so it's peach. That shit look, brother. Like that shit look pink. Even if it was pink, it could be pink. Yeah, it could. But it's peach. But accuracy is important. It's very important, brother. It's very important. With the peach hat. Thank you. How you feeling, my man? Yeah, I need. We are good. We are vibing, yani. Yani, sometimes, what is the guys? Sometimes maybe good, sometimes yeah, maybe, maybe shit. shit. You know, sometimes <laughs> maybe shit. good, sometimes maybe That's good. one of the funniest videos ever. Um, Hamza, how are you feeling? Well, I'm good. Alhamdulillah. Elaborate, please. No, I've life's good. Like, just, you just. It's one of those things where it's just, it's good. Mm. There ain't nothing but just straight. So it's, good. Just, it's just a meh day. No, it's, it's good. I didn't say meh. This is eh. Accuracy is important. Accuracy. accuracy. Active listening is important, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can continue on this podcast in good faith, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you're a, gonna need me to be an active exactly. listener. That that's fair, exactly. man. That's exactly, that's fair. I like that. Um, let's jump right into it, man. Let's get right into it. So, you were uh, before we went live on air. We we're having a pretty dope conversation about um, like community and why that's so important um, and gatekeepers. And a bunch of different stuff. Um, so, how? First of all, talk to me about like community for you. What's community like for you? Um, how has that changed? Obviously, like you moved to Minneapolis two years ago, right? Two years and some change. Like, like yeah, like two and some change. Two, two, and some coinage. Some coinage. Yeah, two and yeah. some coinage. Uh, that's another. That's another one I've never heard. <laughs> some coinage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just what was what was that like? What's the contrast between Oakland, where you're from, if I'm correct, and Minneapolis yeah, as well? You can even talk about how you were brought up, just mm-hmm. in general, because I feel like that'd be completely different from how a lot of people, especially our viewers, were brought up. Yeah. Because you said you were, were you born and raised in Oakland? Like, where were you yeah, born yeah. and raised? I, I, was, yeah, I was born and raised in the Bay. Um, I was born in San Jose. I lived there until I was, like, a little kid. I, I moved out there. I moved to, like, the East Bay and when I was, like, six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was there and saw I went to college. It was cool. It was cool. Like it was, it was definitely, I think the Bay is like always been known as its own like universe where like things that happen in the Bay kind of like stay in the Bay and are amazing there and feel like as impactful mm-hmm. as like, if you were the greatest thing in the world, you feel me? So it's like, there's a, like the bay has its own kind of gravity pool that's like super unique and like super enjoyable that I miss a lot. Yeah. Um, but out here, like, definitely has its own feeling of home. Cause what I really love about out here is just like how courageous the art community is, right? Mm-hmm. Of like one of my friends, uh, Ricky, she runs uh, Tangible Thoughts. It's a local. Um, they, they run a lot of events to like build community in town. And she, she kind of put me on to the concept of like networking horizontally, mm-hmm. um, of like networking with people that have like the same level of hunger as you, like the same level of desire. And I think that that's a really great opportunity to like kill the ego 
and like let the work shine mm -hmm. right and that's the thing that i've loved out here is like how much how much iron sharpens iron like like how how willing people are to like accept you as you are mm -hmm. you feel me and like allow you the space necessary to like take risks that are going to be celebrated mm -hmm. and were you and always rare. into arts or was it something you <clears throat> sort of fell in love with yeah no so I, i've been talking shit since birth you feel me? so <laughs> i was like there was there was i think and it's weird because like in interpersonal relationships like i'm super quiet like i'm mm -hmm. super reserved right but like in friend groups and like on the stage i tend to like burst out of my shell mm -hmm. and it's nice like it's, it, it allows me to like compartmentalize things and i think like that's one of the that's that's what art is like it's expression you feel me and like expression should always be should always like have a place that it's going to like expression for ex expression's sake doesn't serve anyone you know mm -hmm. but like expression that has a purpose mm -hmm. um, that's constructive yeah yeah words and whatnot yeah um so oakland i imagine there's not a lot of somali people out there there is in the in like san jose but like yeah. you got a plan to go there um because <laughs> it's like it's it's low-key out the way like none of the trains go out to like San Jose and whatnot, so like you have to low key like plan to go out there. So like, actually a huge, a funny, a really funny story. So, um, because like my family was like the only family like within the area that was Somali, right? Yeah. If I went to the store and like I heard someone speaking Somali or like I saw a bati or did I right? Like yeah. I came to the store with that person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I came out here when I was like 19, I won some s debate competition that like gave me a free plane ticket. Yeah. And so like, I came here to see my grandma. Right. And I went to the store to go buy some stuff for my, with my aunt. So we're going through the store. <laughs> we split. I go to get some stuff. She goes to get some other stuff. I finished getting what I need before she was done. Right. Yeah. So then I'm like, bet I'm going to go scare her. <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, I creep through the area. Yeah. You feel me? I see her. And I go behind her, right? Give her a big ass hug, right? It's not my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my aunt, bro. I traumatized some random elderly Somali woman. And like in the hopes of like trying to have a fun family moment, bro. And I think like yeah, it teaches you boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> she went home like, nah, man, yeah, bro, like I'm <laughs> But like also I ain't lived there, so it was like deniability. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. did it happen? Did not I don't know. I, I like don't know. Yeah, bro. Could have been me, could have been some other guy been, just like I don't me. know. Yeah. I don't know. And like this also been one of the things that's been like low key like insulting since I've like moved out here. Yeah. Folks don't think I'm Somali for some reason, bro. Well, I like there's so many places that I'll go and folks will like openly talk shit about me in Somali. And I'm what? sitting here. I'm like, bro, like look, I, this forehead don't lie. Like, what do you I understand? I understand what you're saying. You feel me? That shit happens so often. It would be so funny. Bro. You look Somali, though. I mean, how's what you think? 
Of course, of course, like very much. I thought so too. My name's Farah, bro. Like it doesn't get like that's where you finish. Yeah, it really doesn't get more Somali than that. How was it? How was it growing up in Oakland with with not a lot of Somali people around you? I'm in solid. Was there like a sense of community? Like, did you long like having some community? Community, which is like, yo, it is what it is. I mean, your community is your community. You know what you know. You know. Um, there's all uh, like I never felt like I was disconnected from the Somali community, right? Like the massage that we went to for like larger events, like that was in San Jose. There was a lot of Mus- there was a lot of Somalis there, yeah. and so like there's definitely still that level of like connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think like the fact that like what nurtured me on a day to day was like a much more diverse community. It definitely spurred more of like an interest in people and like spurred more of like an interest in like culture and like what makes individuals and like what are the stories of people um because i'm a very big like i'm a huge proponent of like the purpose of art is to like bear witness Mm -hmm. and if you're not like bearing witness, like an artist is not meant to like place their opinion onto a thing right it's to like have a perspective on something and bear witness on that. And like, that's what good art does. Like not preachy art, mm-hmm. like preachy. Like, bro, I don't need, that's why I don't like J Cole, bro. Like, why are you yelling at me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like chill out. You don't like J Cole at all? No, oh. not even a little bit, bro. Like, bro, why are you yelling? I'm not, why am I going to like, I'm going to go to the principal's office in my headphones. Like, like I did nothing to you. I did nothing to deserve this. Yelling that is at. true though. Yes, he does. He does have less perspective and more like, this is what I think. This is what I think. This is what I think. And like, cool. Yeah. Right. But it's like, <laughs> I have like role models in my life, like in real life, right? Like I don't need. I'm, I'm not gonna to, have them. You, you, you're, you're like I'm trying to kick it, dude. Yeah, bro. Like I'm over here chilling. Yeah, I'm over here chilling, bro. And you're yelling at me yeah. aggressively. Yeah. Like, Some people would say J Cole is like on the top of the list of artists that they like. Yeah, I love J Cole. So, he's but technically I talented. Like I take nothing away from his talent. Like he's amazingly talented. But so who, who would be some cool. of your top artists then? Um, I've listened I to a lot of Smino. I like Smino a lot. Um, I think he's super, super creative. Um, I've been listening to a lot. Uh, my homie Benjamin Earl Turner. Um, he's a part of this group Pivot, which I also listen to a lot of Saba. Um, and Fire. Like they're they, yeah, they're, like they're they're great. Um, no name is literally like a a wizard at what she does like a wizard at what she does that is so hard the way that like no name puts her stuff together is so difficult because it's so easy to like tell complex stories Mm -hmm. in long form right but what makes complexity difficult is when you're like doing it in short periods of time because you can't waste words so you have to think through the implications of like all your words, and like No Name does that like a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, 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 huge fan of No Name. Um, Leon Lahavis, because we got married a couple years ago, she wasn't able to make the ceremony, um, but it was beautiful. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, Y'all got married. She just didn't show up. Yeah, to, to you, know, you know, it's you whatever. Know, like, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. You know, like it's all she love. was. You know, like she wasn't well, able to I make the ceremony. First of all, but I just love this list. 
because it's just he's about to different. go home and listen to all these yeah like nah for real yeah. and I feel like that's why we started the podcast because it's just I feel like and I don't know what it is with the my community but I feel like a lot well, at least the people I'm around it's just we gravitate towards the same thing mm. just to fit in or we just pigeonhole cool. ourselves yeah. yeah and so the fact that I don't know anyone you just named is, is amazing to me because it's just something about to go listen to and learn on mm. new perspectives I like that so um our connection, right? I think we've met. We met a couple years back at an open mic. Bro, I'm you, so I lived in Minnesota for six days before I met you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was working at like this consulting firm, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I had like accepted the job before I moved here. Yeah. So I like didn't have a because pl- I be. I like agree to things without thinking them through. Mm-hmm. So like I agreed to this job in Minneapolis and was like, oh, wait, I need a place to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's an important thing. Yeah. So like I rent this Airbnb while I was out here and I was hella bored because I knew no one out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I saw that they had like the open mic over at Cedar. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's where Somalis are. Bet. I'm finna go over there and talk some shit. Yeah. So I went to the joint. And shit he talked. I'm telling y'all. But different. <laughs> when I say F- Fahima or Fatima? Oh, Filson. Filson. Shout out to Filson. Filson is the GOAT, yeah, bro. She's the shit. The GOAT had me crying the entire time. And that's why I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, like, I enjoy this space. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know you have a good host when they have a comfort to experiment. Yep. And you could tell she wrote no agenda. No. No agenda, bro. I just know that, like, I have the juice to be able to host this event flawlessly. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, and I rock with this. And then I saw you go up, and I don't think you stopped smiling from, like, the moment you got to the front of the (laughs) stage, bro, until you stopped. And I'm like, like, yo, this is the happiest nigga I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. And then I also like I really respect and appreciated how like you stayed after and like helped out and whatnot. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, bro, like, I, 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 you definitely somebody I like. I should know. Um, and then like life happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't really like bounce around for a minute, and then we got to tap in together. Of course. At um, Da had his little ugly asses show. <laughs> um, he <laughs> knows who he that. is. He's gonna watch this at some point in time. Yeah. And just know, bro. Now, now, now. You feel me? You you talk all you talk crazy in the DMs, but we out the DMs. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk your shit. Nah, that's my brother. That's yeah. my brother. Um, we give that a hard time. All the yeah, time. bro. Cause cause that little Billy Goat think that he's somebody because he got married now. Yeah, he's like, oh, I he got just disappeared. Disappeared, bro. He's like, I got married, so I'm that? off when IG. Get, they get married when niggas get married. You should expect bro. To the same place? I I expect and respect. You feel me? Like jumping off the social media. Go ahead, bro. Changed his number on me, bro. I said, <laughs> golly. But I respect the fresh start. Oh, yeah, I'm nice. putting too much yo business out onto online. You feel me? I love you, bro. Um, but yeah, so we linked together over at that show. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I really appreciated the growth mm-hmm. that I saw because that let me know you feel me. You out here still working? Yes, sir. Um, and I saw you put out your little dusty ass book. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You out here moving? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Published author. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bro got his little pamphlet out here. A little, little something, something. Yeah, a little pages. informational little packet. Informational. Yeah. Pictures and shit. Yeah. See them drawings. Come yes, on sir. Out. Oh. I'm trying to get the pop-up version. That's really not. Don't do that. Oh, I was kidding. I was do saying, not do that. You see how the sparkle in his well, eyes. I saw it, no, and that's why I was like, "Nah, we finna kill this idea before it, it breathes." No, 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 no. Right. Um, my experience with meeting you, though. Mm-hmm. So this guy showed up. Okay. Where and was this though? This was at, and all honesty, and he can attest to this too. One of the coolest spaces, ever. Like it's just it was it was the, at the Cedar Commons. Oh no! Oh. Cedar Side Open Mic. You you've come there a few times. I, I think you've you've been there a few times. Um, I don't know if you have. Have you? No. It's that, like it was like back when twenty. That space was just different. Can I be messy though? No. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so first time I come to the show, right? Yeah. I'm sitting and watching. There's like this feature. I have no idea who this feature was. Don't say it if you remember, because I ain't trying to put nobody's stuff out there, right? Yeah. But I'm sitting and watching, and they're doing their their poems, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, these poems sound incredibly familiar. That's happened so much. And I'm sitting, and I'm like, these are you're out here doing a feature of someone else's poems, bro. Like the whole. The whole feature, word for word, word like, for word, bro, at saying it out they chest as if it was like original work, and I could do nothing but take my hat off and be like, "Yo, G, hey, if you gonna scam, that's how you scam, bro." <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about, and I'm not gonna say, Don't say names. But originality is important. Being an, an original, we'll take that. From from that from that story, but I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, that was, bro. I was, was crazy. Crying. That was wild. Because I'm like, not, that's that normal happens, too. That happens, the thing is, the re- yeah, that I'm like, so these boring. are my friends that you're doing their poems up. So I like recorded it, like sent it to them, and they're crying the whole time. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Um, but this guy, he didn't do none of that. So what he did was he went on stage, right? And then, like, he really, he didn't do poetry for, like, the first, like, five, six minutes. He just talked shit like he did, he does. Um, and, like, he just talked about, like, yeah, I'm from Oakland and I'm out here. And it's just kind of, like, because, like he said, he was only out here for six days. And I, at the time, I was probably, like, a senior or a junior in high school. Yeah, that's the true. silly is to try to, like, recreate, you that's feel true. me, what someone else is doing, Someone should right? just do it their own way type it's shit. Just be, it's a space. Yeah. And it's like, and that's the shit that be blowing me. It's like so many folks are like, "Oh, I can't do something as like like someone else did, so I shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. bro." You shouldn't do it if you could do it the way someone else could. Like, why are you not out here trying to craft your path of it and being doing it your own exactly. way? Exactly, and also liking it just to like it. Like she genuinely like liked doing it. Mm-hmm. She was like damn she good wanted to too, see the yeah. person, like whoever was next on the list. She genuinely wanted to see that person. Like, yeah. it wasn't no fake. Like, oh, we have this person up next. I can't wait to get to my favorite person. It was every single person who wrote their name down, she fuck with. Period. But what I love about that, what I love about spaces like that, you feel me, is like, for a lot of our youth, they're stuck between, like, this rock and a hard place, right? Mm-hmm. Of, like, knowing what we came from, 
You feel me? Yeah. Knowing yeah. the performative restrictions that are placed on us, yeah. right? And then also seeing the possibilities, right? And like seeing like what could be. And that gives folks a lot of space to play with those things, right? And like find ways where like you can still exist and find your voice. You feel me? Without sacrificing like the bigger values and like sacrificing the bigger morals, you know? And like experimenting with those things in a controlled environment of other folks that are experimenting. And that shit's so important for our communities, bro. Because those are also controlled environments where like dudes and female, like men and women can interact with each other. Mm-hmm. In ways that are healthy, mm. right? In ways that are desexualized, mm. right? Like in ways that take individuals into content, right? Because I, I very much feel, and I'm not, I'm not about it. Like, okay, I'm a kind of broach this rabbit hole and then dip right back out of it, but right? Do your thing. Go ahead. Um, I very much feel that like a lot of the issues in terms of interpersonally gender wise comes from like a lack of exposure as just human beings right of like not working with each other like not advising each other not seeing each other as like community members Mm -hmm. right because we get so much into like performative purity that even though niggas know that they really like they're in dms anyway yeah right they're gonna act like they've never seen a dm in their life you know and then when it gets to the point that you're now in a relationship with someone you have no idea how to talk to this person you have no idea like how to build anything with this person because you've never done that before so now your imagination is battling with the reality of the situation and then everybody loses Mm. dip right back out that rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) When you said um, that the issue with it is just a lack of exposure, I don't. I also I agree with that, yes. But I believe to also like add on to that. That's not only with like with gender, but almost everything, right? Yeah. For for race, of for social economic status, whatever, all these different problems that we have, it's lack of exposure, and folks aren't being exposed to other cultures, other races, other whatever it may be genders bro do you know how funny it is to like i laugh every time i hear a somali person be like yeah nigga what are you (laughs) are you khaki like are you beige (laughs) like what are you You talking what are you talking about bro (laughs) i am out of what are you talking sure that's what they say sure (laughs) right like, go sure. on like, with that one. Yeah, that's, cute. That's, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. That's, that's, cute. <laughs> that's cute, you know? But at the end of the day, like, I don't care how pretty your words are. How are you treating the people around mm. you? That's all I care about. That's all I care about, bro. You can give me the most beautiful sermon, mm. the most articulate sermon. But I'm going to look at how you treat the people next to you. And that's all I'm weighing folks on. How important is it, especially in the city of Minneapolis, because you're doing some work, um, some uh, organizing work as well. How important is it for the Somali community? Because, bro, we're going to keep it a buck. There is that divide right now between the black community. And like it's stupid even for me to say it like this, but the black community, African-American community, and the Somali community, right? Which 
in retrospect is just one community that's just divided of course how important is it for us to like gel it's because our quote-unquote leaders right like the people that like we've appointed as leaders bro these niggas swear that they're white bro (laughs) lie like adani sumalayan bro and i'm like i'm sitting over here like yo you can continue to align yourself with power but at the end of the day you're being used as a political football exactly right so if if by saying like oh yeah no like police are gonna like at some point in time if we're nice enough to them right like they'll no like they're not going to do those things right like us it's so many things it's so many ways that we align ourselves with power for individual good Mm -hmm. right which also speaks to like a larger social issue right because it then extends itself to the family the Mm -hmm. same a lot of the same dudes that are out here aligning themselves with white folks ain't taking care of their kids keep it a buck facts right because they're more concerned about like how great can i be how good can i look how much influence can i possess Mm -hmm. instead of what impact can i have and I don't respect that for a moment, Mm-mm. right? But I very much do respect the, like, the Umar Fatahs of the world, right? That stands on what they believe. You feel me? Of, like, the other people that, like, stand on it, right? And allow that stuff to, like, continue to, their words reflect their values. And their actions reflect whatever they're saying, whatever exactly. they're going out and they're preaching. Because your actions, ultimately, that's a mirror to your values. Yeah. You can't hide those. Because niggas can talk about values all day long, but you're going to you're gonna show them, right? Yeah. And those are the people that I respect, and then the ones that, like, their actions reflect their values, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care how well cut your suit is. That's yeah. not advoca- advocacy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's twisted because we've bought into, as a Somali community, this ideology of, you know, black faces or Somali faces in high places, right? Of course. As we, all we want to do is just get as much of them in high places as possible, and we think this is a formula for it's, for it's success. It's the nokey doke, though, bro. Like, I went to HBCU. I've seen this before, bro. Yeah. It's like folks think putting a suit on, right, is a form of advocacy, yeah. right? And that's the same thing that happens in a lot of our community. We think if we perform... Yep. The roles that are take told these sweats to us. off, nigga. That's what they be saying. Take the sweats right. off. Right? Why you I'm always s- wearing a sweater? No, nigga? bro. Put I'm, a suit on. Get a tie exa- on, man. Right. I'm sorry. What does that have to do with any of the work that I'm doing? Right. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, respectability will never liberate you. Mm. Ever, 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 ever. Respectability will never liberate you. Now, are there values that should be shared in order, to, like, create a cohesive community? Absolutely. Right. But like your values are going to be the things that carry you not the way that you can perform cordiality right like it is nothing for no one and bro even deeper down bro these niggas that are like kissing up to the adan folks soon as they get home adan khan adan khan this adan khan that because they think because uh, uh, because they think that they're the ones in the position of power yep. they, they think that they're the ones yeah. controlling the adan people yeah they, right yep. not realizing <laughs> bro look at the implications of your actions where are we at where are we at mm. right yeah but do you think that's a lack of just not being here long enough because what mm. our people when did our people first i don't come? care the reason of it I care about the impact of the <laughs> aligning yourself with power because you think that it's going to like have benefits down long term, mm-hmm. down the line, whatever. 
right? That's how power wins is because they tell you ask for less because you'll get the two marshmallows later on, mm -hmm. right? But when later on comes, they've already shot you in the head. Like you done. You don't see a later on but because look, the game is over. The f but you understand the game, right? Do you think these people understand the game is what they I'm going at, right? They understand it. It's Do not. Y'all feel like they fully understand what they're getting bro, themselves into. Where I'm at, where I'm at with all this shit is, it's not fucking rocket science. Wallahi, if people are making it seem like it's, you gotta have a formula and it's like lessons you have to. It's not rocket science. No, I think that you're there in are, a position of power. I think that there are incredibly like smart Somali people. Yeah. That are doing amazing work. Oh, right? 100%. Like, sincerely amazing work. MashaAllah. The thing is, in terms of the reverberations of that work to our community, a lot of the people that are doing work that is going to be long lasting mm -hmm. are Somali women. Mm -hmm. Keep it a buck. Fast. Right? 100%. And a lot of the people that are doing the work that's harming our community in terms of short term gain, mm -hmm. right? What was the thing that we were talking about earlier? They're doing the madah, madah, the right? Madah, madah, they ain't hitting that third madah, you <laughs> feel me? <laughs> right? But you like a lot of the you gotta explain that though. You gotta explain that. Nah, nah, nah that stays. You feel so, me? That's gonna stay here. So we were talking about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a ghost talk formula. We were talking about what does it take to get what you want in life, and we're talking about being madah, madah. Which in Somali terms, like just straight up, just means like going head up, head up, like doing what you want to do. But Farah was like, "Yo, you can't just be mother mother because that's short term, right? That's like instant gratification, right? That's I need whatever I need right now today, not thinking long term, right? So if you get that triple mother, that third mother, that's the mother mother in the direction of the mother. You feel me? Like the third, the third mother has the direction. Yes, sir. So you're going full head steam in the direction of the long term. Yup, and that's the importance. But anyway, so like." A lot of the people that are thinking long term that are doing lasting work in our community are the Somali women, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the like short term quick bag grabs that are self gratifying, keep it a bean, are mostly done by a lot of those quote unquote Somali male leaders. But, but speaking of those male leaders, right? Do you honestly think a lot of them see themselves here in 40 years, right? A lot of them honestly see themselves getting whatever they can now. I don't care how they back, see themselves, though. Somalia. That's the thing. That's the thing about, like, community. I don't care how you as an individual mm -hmm. see yourself. In the same way, I, whatever things that I do, an individual is in, un, unimportant yeah. in the, 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 the strength and, like, the health of a community, right? And so if your individual gain is taking away from the community... You gotta go. I'm. I'm gonna say, yeah. yeah. You gotta go. No, 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 no. You yeah. gotta go. But, but, okay. Then how do you? And that's not. And that's not even. <laughs> no, but, but I'm not even saying like that's bro, what they're doing. Well, like, look, I, I'm just trying this, to get to and, a point. And, of, but, I but this is the thing, it's right? Problem, it's like right? it's it's not individual castigation, right? Yeah. Because I think that's where so many people start to check out, mm -hmm. is because they find an action that they're not doing, and they're like, okay, I'm not doing this, so I'm not in this group. Halas, I'm good, right? That's not the individual. It's how it works in the like collective of it, right? It's cultural it's in, change. It's in the same ways of like even for me of a lot of the poetry shows that I do, right? I should I should definitely advocate for more Somali women to like be on those shows, right? And it's just taking accountability of the things that like you're not necessarily doing, and not and, and also knowing that doesn't mean that you have bad character. Mm -mm. That means you have room to grow, exactly. right? But so many of like the quote unquote Somali male leaders in our community are interested in like how good I, it's, it's 
I'm gonna keep okay, this, bro. Talk this your shit. Get me in trouble. No, fuck go it. ahead. All right, whatever. It's the Creflo. This is the Creflo dollar. Fucking like right wing Christian shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like me having a G6 jet means that you're living a better life, right? Like me having good things, right? Yeah. The performance of me having wealth and expense and splendor is somehow imp- is somehow like making your life better, where that's not true. That's not true. If if as as a community, if our advocacy is not happening from a bottom up perspective, right? We we're not doing nothing. I'm not trying to hear any of these dudes on high horses if I don't see you at some of the homeless at the houseless encampments. Mm-hmm. Period. Period point blank. Because what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? What are you organizing? Nothing. It's it's truly sad. It's, it, well, I is truly sad. And to add to that as well, bro, that's what we're missing. It's fucking accountability. You know what I'm saying? It's the lack of accountability that's allowing individualism. I got the word. I got the word. You see that? That wasn't the word. Individualism. He did. Individualistic. Say that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it, cuz. That's allowing individualistic ideology. Oh, he said it. Come on. Now stop playing with me. My boy is hooked on fondness. I'll be be saying words and shit sometimes. (laughs) Um, But it's allowing ideas like that and ideologies like that bro is is the lack of accountability nobody's holding these guys accountable you know what i mean but, but on I'm top of that on how? top of that on a bigger picture bro just like he was talking about nobody's holding the culture accountable and the collective accountable as if like what is allowing not nah, like niggas ain't holding their homies accountable so you're period saying, okay. niggas that's how this sh- like so that's, that's how starts. things reverberate bro there we go that's how things reverberate bro it's like niggas let shit slide too much bro period niggas let shit slide way Check too homies. much no, it's not the cool check your homies. No, no, nigga, check your fucking homies. Like, like for real, check your homies, bro. Because I'm sorry, like, there's no possible way folks can be sitting out here thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Knowing some of this shit, especially out here, no. that niggas be doing, bro, get the fuck out of here with that shit, bro. It's ridiculous. Well, I get out of here with that shit, bro. And then you have the audacity to try to, like, talk, talk down on other people, knowing the harm that you cause. Knowing the harm that you cause. Right. And knowing that, like, you do have the ability to repair because there is love within the community. Mm -hmm. Right. But instead of utilizing that love, you weaponize it. What are you doing? What are you doing? You weaponize that to silence the people that are actually having harm. That's going to reverberate way longer than your nut will. Facts. Big facts. I think it's the quietest that's gone on the set. Yeah. I'm just keeping it's it a buck, bro. A I'm just keeping it a buck. Because at the end of the day, bro, niggas talk all this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Allah will judge me at the end of, you know, Allah is the only person that could judge me. Bet, bro. It's going <laughs> to be a rough judgment. It's going to be a rough you judgment, have a my tough boy. One, yeah. It's going to be a rough judgment, my boy. How are you treating the people around you well, when bro, no one's watching? Right now, you said you moved to Minnesota with a consulting job, you had a consulting gig. Yeah, I what, hated that shit. What, what made you switch over? White people. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't grow up in an environment around white people. I was working with all white people. Right. It was crazy. Don't you know. Don't you know. know. Oh, yeah. Don't you know. Don't you know. Yeah. Were you doing the same type of work? Were you doing the same type of work back in Oakland? Or? Nah, nah. I grew up out there, and then I went to college in Texas. I was at HBCU out there. Um, well, how was that then, experience? Oh, we gotta, talk, we gotta talk about that damn good experience um wow. and then i lived in chicago for a couple of months but my wallet hated living out there so then i moved out here when i got a job out here um 
and it was cool. I just, yeah, corporate America is not for me because I'm a cuss folks out. Um, and like, that's just self-awareness, right? Of like knowing this is probably like not the most sustainable route for me to like exist in a long-term way, right? Like I just knew in some way or another, like I either have to like my artistry informs my community work. And so my like ways of sustaining myself have to also like chart that same path where it allows me to like use my artistry to like sustain community work. And I've like, thankfully finally like found a little niche where like that can work. I'm just trying to ride that shit out until niggas realize what I'm like. Until the jig is up. Until the jig is up. We finna ride this out. I don't think people really understand how cold you are at poetry. Because he showed me an Instagram. He was like, yo, just look at his Instagram page. And I like there's a there's a lot of poems that I read and listen to that it's just that hit a little bit. But I swear like yours come in a place where it's just like, yo, just listen to this. Mm-hmm. That's just it. There's no like don't try to put input into it. Don't do anything with That's it. That's what just, he was talking about just earlier. Listen. It's, it's just giving perspective through art, not giving not doing the J. Cole thing with the with the preachy preachy stuff. I feel like I feel like you do a great job. My first experience was at that open mic, and I was like a high schooler, and I was like just g- getting started with the poetry stuff, and I'm writing every day, and I'm like I'm into, I'm deep into yeah, it. Yeah, bro, it fucked me up when I saw you with facial hair, bro. I ain't gonna right. lie. I had no type of facial I was, hair. Like I was upset, bro. <laughs> literally, like my man looked like a chocolate bar, bro, yeah. like a little carved chocolate bar. No type and of facial, not hair. a uh-huh. lick of facial just hair, just teeth and a <laughs> just smile, just teeth and cocoa butter, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But just teeth and cocoa. My, bro, my boy could have powered seven buildings <laughs> with that smile. Like, oh, nah, man. bro. With the, how, how much fucking cocoa butter you had, oh. on, bro? That shit could have powered the entirety just, of South Minneapolis. I was bright as hell. Bright at, but you feel me? The soul was brighter. And that's <laughs> the love. parts. That's, that's the love. parts that they don't take but, into but account. Yeah. Speaking of your poetry, though, I just wanted the audience to get a little bit of taste. Cause come on, you gotta hit us with something. We gon' we gon' you feel me? We gon' see. We gon' are we gonna build up to? It? So he's not gonna lie to us. Yeah, by telling y'all I'm gonna do a poem. I'm not doing no poem. Right come on. Uh-uh. I give you five dollars. How about if you Capitalism. do a poem? How about if you do a poem? I might be for. I'll huh? do a poem, and then Thunder will do a poem, and then oh maybe. yeah, oh yeah, no, all three of y'all. If y'all want me to do anything, all <laughs> three of y'all. And then we gotta perform too. Y'all got y- y'all both gotta give me at least four bars. Like at least four, like you feel me? It's like ah, come on, you like go Hershey first. bars, bro. Like four good ones. And then you gotta give me a whole one and then I'll do something. Otherwise, it's finna Huh? He said you finna get a snicker bar. Yeah, that's already one. You 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 one down three to go. You one down three to go. Come on, two more bars. Well, snicker you bar. How old you were when you did your first piece? Uh, eighth your first grade. full one, yeah, eighth grade. Did you perform it or was it? Yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. How'd that did go? This little competition, eighth grade. It was fun. It was fun. It was just a lot of like I was so I was like an angry ass little kid, but like <laughs> facts in a very weird way. So like f- when I was in fourth grade, yeah, we went on a field trip to the California State Capitol, right? And this was like during the Enron crisis when there was like the rolling blackouts were happening in California. And so our, our governor was getting recalled at the time. That's how Schwarzenegger became the governor in California. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so we go on that field trip. I'm walking through the state capitol. Let me talk to Gray Davis. Where's Gray Davis? We need to talk. My little nine-year-old self. <laughs> as if I'm going to provide the solution to, like, the energy crisis, you know? But i just been a little, like, uninformed policy hothead since a little kid. Um, and so that was kind of like a natural transition into that other space. Um, and then also, too, like... Youth Speaks was huge in the Bay Area at the time. So, like, a lot of the spaces that I would be around, um, a lot of, like, the Youth Speaks mentors would do really cool work. And those were the people that I was like, oh, yeah, you're, y'all are cool. Like, I kind of want to, like, do what y'all are doing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that was enjoyable to kind of, like, dabble and play in that world for a little bit. Yeah. We so, offer oh, yeah, one more question regarding the poetry. We offer honesty. Do you remember the last time you bombed on stage or were you just felt Oh like, yeah, no, I had a aw- this on, last September. Oh, too. this last September I had an awful show. I had an awful show. Um so it was my homegirl was doing a show over at the poorhouse in Uptown and asked me to perform. Um that morning my uncle passed. Right. So like you know, I don't know how so my head was everywhere but like where it was, you know, cuz it was like and it was weird because, like, I never met him. Like, I didn't know him, you know? But for some reason, like, that one hella hit um, for, like, a load of other reasons with it. So I get to the show that night, and my head's just, like, not there. Um, and, like, I go through it. Like, it was fine, you know? Like, but I hated the performance. Mm. Um, passed away when I was 14. Like, it, it was, like, a very personal piece. And I think it was just, like... Putting all of those things together at that time, it was just, it was too much for the moment. And I try to like put too much into the moment. Um, and then that kind of sent me into like a really weird space where like I was just done for the most part. Um, where I just like stopped writing mm-hmm. and like stopped, like took all of my work down from everything. Like I was like, yeah, like I'm kind of done, you know, like it was, it was cool while it lasted, but. I allowed capitalism to tell me, like, nah, I got to start producing, right? Like, I got to start, like, doing what I need to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hilarious how, like, right when I did that is when, like, some of the best opportunities that I've ever had in my life fell in my lap. Like, on act, like, did not look for them. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this shit. They just started falling in my lap. To like allow me to not have to work, I can just fucking make like, art. Ma- yeah. yeah, and that will sustain me. And I was like, oh word, like this is dope as hell. This is dope as hell. And then now, like I'm able to, you feel me, apply the art into like community work and have that sustain me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I love this. Like this is this is a cool space to kind of like. This is a cool space to sit in. This is a cool space to like. It makes the doubt worth it. If it makes if if that makes sense, even though like I definitely would have loved a life without most of that doubt, yeah. you know. It I don't know, and in in a way, it kind of like balances it, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So as a as a poet, as this is cool because the three of us kind of love love words and love poetry and have a passion for that. Um, I wanted to talk about you kind of touched on it earlier about how a lot of the youth and even us are kind of stuck in this in between like a, a rock and a hard place right um but also on top of that we use art to kind of express and explore 
this kind of identity crisis that we're having where we don't really know like i'm not really like i've never been to somalia but i guess i'm somali and like i'm here in america but my home doesn't really look american or whatever it may be right where i i love to talk about this because like i see it where like you said sometimes people just use words just to like hear themselves speak or like just to say stuff or just to be preachy it's not really art it's not really informative i disagree i think that's super dismissive right like i think the the i think a lot of internal frustration yeah i think a lot of internal frustration comes from like not having the language to like say you feel me what you're really feeling and like because you don't have the words to necessarily like say what you're feeling yeah then it like it manifests itself into like aggression or it manifests itself into like dismissive behavior and other things right and i think that especially poetry and like the act of like intentionally finding language to like bear witness to the truth of your like situation and circumstance that then gives you power because now you're able to like identify what's happening and then name it and when you name it you defang it so now now like it can't it doesn't necessarily like have this it don't it don't hit like it, it would otherwise you know yeah so then when you see this shit happen in other places like i know these words already like i know who i am in the sense you feel me so it's like and not only do i know who i am i can articulate who i am and at that point have fun like you could try to nah you you are not finna push me off my square you are not finna push me off my square and and that's really ultimately like where i think the hindrance lies is like simply in the fact that we do not have the language and it doesn't come from like an the language not existing it comes from a limitation of space to like explore where that language lies and like how that language then manifests itself into like into the present, you know, like how, how like that language can color the way that you interact with each other. Right. And like color your interpersonal relationships. And I should tell the important. Yeah. So do you think that there's maybe a line? I, I agree with you. I, I get that. But do you think that there's a line between just. So like for me personally, right, when I first started, like you said, I had all these things that I wanted to say, but I didn't have the vocabulary to kind of take it and put it into the present day. Right. So then when I would when I would write poetry and when I would talk about whatever, I would talk about things all like the civil war or back home or fighting or this and that things i didn't really experience but it connected with things that i'm currently feeling the emotion is still the same the The disconnect the disconnect right not to cut you off comes from we niggas don't read okay and just keep it a buck right if you're not reading twice what you're writing you're not respecting the craft Right. And so understanding how other people have been able to find language to like their interpersonal stuff allows you to be in conversation like with the larger craft. Right. But there's so much because poetry is inherently like that. People think that like poetry is inherently like an radical or like no it's not it's just words right it's what you do and like how you exist in that space that then gives it its meaning you feel me so if you 
if you're not in conversation with what's happening, that's intellectual masturbation, bro. Like, and that's cool, <laughs> yeah. right? But what what does that serve? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Because then you're not you're not using like you're not in the same pocket, mm. right? And so that's where you get a lot of folks that like what I did for a very long period of time, where it's just streams of consciousness, mm. right? And now. I think that like my experience is so important that like my individual experience just needs to be heard. Right. But I think in respecting the craft, you find ways to now take your experience and filter it through a lens. Right. That now can reverberate to other people that don't necessarily just share your exact circumstance. Cause no one does. Mm. Facts. So do you think that there's power in words? Of course. Yes and no, right? Like I think words words are like words matter, but like if words are not describing the actions that are happening, then like what are we doing? You know? Purpose. Move with purpose. And what are we doing? Like if you just okay, cool. Like cause folks can lie till the cows come home, right? And that's how a lot of folks use rhetoric and that's how a lot of folks like intention is yeah. cute, but like impact is more important than intention and i feel like that's like the disconnect of like where a lot of just like rhetoric comes from mm. and that's like where a lot of interpersonal like conflict comes from it's like folks are like well i had a good intention cool but what's the impact right and like and like how are you weighing that impact in regards to the, like the intent of what's going on so back to hamza and his poetry yes you thought we forgot but we didn't forget. I'm wait for Thunder to perform. <laughs> when Thunder gives us four straight bars, I got you. I can go first. If that's cool. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's, that's production. We're going to let you ride. I need boom, boom, and then I'll go. I, I, I need Hamza to kick us off. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No. <laughs> I, I thought it was here, though. Okay, bet. Ready. Go ahead. It's kind of old one. It's an oldie, but hey. I'm going to go for it. <clears throat> I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. I'd rather reside in moments than be homeless. I could care less about the bridges I burned because I learned how to fly. And your skin was too cold for me since I touched the sky. I ain't scared of no lightning for my mother spoke like thunder and I echoed her screams when I cried. Born with teeth and oppressor's demise, I'd be a legend in my hood when I die. I write ways for my woes to conquer the world. I open windows with my lips and dance in circles with my toes. And my baby sister will never let me stop believing. This world will never let me stop bleeding. I'll find peace in heaven. For now, I'll enjoy the seasons. Alright, nigga, you, you nice. See, you see the snaps? I'm yeah, right. no, that was nice. That was nice. Right. I'm alright. That was nice. Alright, backdoor him, homie. Uh well look, i I'm gonna perform. I need something. I need something, bro. But I'm gonna tell you guys why I performed before. Okay. How about that before without even performing? Get a load of this guy, man. Come on, let me just let me just tell you at least why. I ain't never seen a black I mean, I man to, turn red before. <laughs> I, went, I went to school in a very odd neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. But then we lived in a not very odd neighborhood. Like my mom and dad, like we was on welfare, but like they made just enough to where we're the po poorest kids in a rich school. Yeah. Like Chris Rock. Chris Rock was like, sorry. Go I ahead. would fight him right now if I were you. I'm sorry. Chris Rock said that, right? <laughs> he <just> you watched <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Oh no, it was Dave Chappelle. Dave nah, Chappelle even, either Dave Chappelle. way, that is a what? <laughs> that is a hilarious reference. I'd be doing that, that all the time. Hilariously wild. He was talking like he was in a he was in a role, bro. Why you gotta take this talking and then I'd be like, yeah, like Peter Griffin. You ain't had to take Peter Griffin be doing that, and he'd be like, what? You had to take the wind out my boy's sails, bro. I was gonna have a good little moment. That's what you get. It's I'm cool. Not your it's cool. You still so having the moment. You still having the moment. But like, look, I went it's to okay. Ilmo White, no, right? it's okay. Ilmo White. I went to a very okay. advanced school, and we had maybe when I was going to school, we had like maybe ten to fifteen so my people. Like we counted with count with our fingers, and it was very much so like the Adan kids would accept you just enough to where you was cool if you were a little Adan. Mm. But the moment they had, the moment they saw a little bit of. Like, just spaz. It's just you being yourself, which is having a little bit of flavor. You come home, like you come smelling. The moment a little the blackness popped out, just a little bit, ahead, they they get a little scared or worried. And not even that, but it's just. And if they did accept you for, for what being a moment of being black, whatever yeah. it was, because yo, now you're the token black guy. Mm. <laughs> Make us laugh. Go mm-hmm. ahead, dance, dance nigga boy. That's what it was. Whoa. <laughs> But nah, it really was. And so Whoa. my poetry came He's from like, a place nah. of just not knowing who the hell I was. Because it was, yo, if I act a little bit Adan, like the Adan kids, damn, all the Somali kids didn't mess with me, right? But if I started acting like the Somali kids, now the Mado kids and Adan kids ain't mess with me. If I mess with the Mado kids, the Adan and the Somali kids won't mess with me. Mm. So it was just you really had to pick who the hell you were without even knowing who you were. So people, you see people kick with these people for a little bit, then they move over here, then they move over here, just not knowing who the hell they were. And that's where I was. And so my poetry came from a place that's just like, yo, if y'all not going to accept me for who I am, I might as well just tell y'all who I am. So it was just, I was just, there'd be a lot of slam in mind, you know what I mean? Because I got really close to the dean at that age, you know? And so mine had a lot of religion because it was just like, I was looking at the religion to a point of like, yo, there's no colorism in the dean in itself, right? Cultures usually use different colors and stuff but like the dean in itself there was like it eradicated that mm-hmm. and that's where my poetry came from so yeah thanks guys that was a good poem your turn that was cute that shit ain't a poem though so i still need you got to give me something bro that's uh, th- all that said is you have stuff i think this is my first uh this is my first ever piece that i've ever written so it goes i apologize for the inconvenience the time wasted and the moment seized i just want to let everyone know what i believe it may sound cliche and dull, but lend me a second to bring light to the subject that's been ignored but by the ones affected. Terrorism is not a disease, nor is it a religion. It's created by one's mind, and how can one's mind affect 2.2 billion? They say, well, you've got an accent, so you clearly can't be trusted. <laughs> They'll say it doesn't affect me because it does. Standing airport lines, just waiting to be checked, it's called random selection. I call it last name check. Yes, my last name is Muhammad, like the prophet, peace be upon him. I adore him, a man who preached peace before war. And now his name is linked in vital to Al-Qaeda. Hi, my name is Hamza Muhammad. I like theater and football. I don't condone oppression because my prophet believed in equalization. I believe in peace. Ironically, that's our greeting. Wa alaikum salam and on to you, peace. Allah, bro, that was lovely, bro. No, Why was you out here being flighty right. like you ain't nice? You out here being flighty I'm like you ain't nice, bro. I mean, sound he was being stingy nah, with that. Nah, bro, you got to give them bars, bro. Well, I, I was right. nice. Allah, I appreciate it, bro. All right, I'll kick one for y'all, and then yeah. we finna get up on out of her. Um, 
My Yaya raised me like an ear of corn. She raised me tall. It was very nourishing. See, my grandma was a farmer in Negele. Um, she spent her best years nurturing life as it grew. She put so much more into the earth than she took, which is a lot more than I can say for myself. But my grandma, she always tells me to be present, tells me that if I give something all of my time and all of my attention, I might find a bit of nourishment in it. At least I think that's what she said. My Somali's a bit rusty these days. And I struggle with patience. I can't sit still for long periods of time. I stare off into space for even longer periods of time as if I'm looking for something. And when people ask me, I tell them, I'm looking for a garden, for a place to find nourishment, a place to ask the plants how they grow, how it feels to get enough sunlight. I always look for answers in places that don't got them. I till the fuck out of other people's fields and I wonder why my field don't grow. And this is the part of the poem where I talk about redemption, right? Where I offer you some porous platitudes intertwined with some fire farming metaphors, but I've never made anything grow before. Well, the only thing I know is the smell of my Hoya Sambus. How the scent is a beacon carrying me home. To a place where the individual comes second to the village where each member stands as a pillar holding this whole structure together just trying to be more like her. My mama came to a strange land at a young age. I don't know. Maybe that's where I get this from. This wandering spirit along with a spine of iron and a tongue made of roses and happy shit but most days this tongue is just thorns i did not get a single one from her i picked them up along the way in the sweltering heat of the mississippi summers in the bite of this minnesota cold and all of this unfulfilled potential she lent me these words so I learned to stop holding on to things that are not of my hands. My nigga, this is a refugee poem with a happy ending. Our smiles are acts of civil disobedience. We come from mamas who made miracles in teacups and filled holes made by a scorched earth. They sang us songs of hope and sang them to the melodies of the waves crashing against the rocks in Berbera. See, today was beautiful because today nobody had to pray janazah today ain't nobody made any tearful phone calls today we conversed in the poetry tongue i wrote this poem the same way we use our stories so that they may fill our bellies we talk loud so the universe don't never forget that we hear and we know as long as we hold fast to the rope of god the whole world gonna open up here but in those low times i can still almost smell the scent of sinjabil singing to me wafting through the windows calling me home to a place where a village 
village of pillars might pluck the thorns, might remind me of where I come from, might remind me that my name is not a word, but a fucking responsibility to make good on a life cut short, and it'll remind me of uncertainty's calm. How that calm brought a young lady to a strange land once, and how she made it, and how I will too. It's been fun as hell, bro. I appreciate y'all a lot. Yo. Um that man, was it's been a good time. That man. was amazing. Um wow. Mashallah, bro. I appreciate y'all boys, Mashallah, man. Bro. What? Um Yo. Biggest thing I really like, I, I really want to say just like about what y'all are doing, you feel me? I think this is a this is a really good vehicle for both of y'all to like learn out loud. Mm-hmm. You know? Of just yeah. like continuing to learn out loud and like to continue to exist as an example for others, you know, of like being wrong and not letting that wrongness affect your character and being right and not letting that rightness affect your character. Right. Of just like letting that shit be the constant of it. You feel me? I think this is a beautiful opportunity. I love what y'all are doing of like, cause there's so much of the work that we do. Like when, 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 when you're a community that's in diaspora, right. You're so scattered off that like, the, the 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 few spaces that glue us back together are valuable mm-hmm. right and the fact that like y'all excuse me the fact that like y'all take so many different narratives from like so many different areas of somali nimo mm-hmm. right and allow like somali nimo to not be a thing that's like singularity sing, singularly defined that's important that's important so i shout out and i salute y'all and i know y'all want to like you feel me like end it with like giving me flowers we <laughs> yeah. ain't doing that today nigga we flipping this around no we right. doing i'm getting nope i'm got, giving got, y'all one flowers question, okay there's bet. one question that we give every single that guest we give everybody so inshallah in a year's time inshallah we would love to have you back um we're dead ass about it too and hopefully in a year's time you know through allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we'll be in a better place not hopefully we will be in a better place right for sure where do you see yourself in the, in a year's time what's in the plans what's going on if you have no clue that's fine too you just like me i have no fucking clue what's going to happen in a year but where do you see yourself in a year's time um and then before we end please like go ahead shout out your socials if there's anything that you're <laughs> if you don't want to do that then don't do that he's like don't follow me on social media yeah no don't follow me on socials um, bro but like if there's anything that you're promoting if there's not again that's cool. Bro, this is the I think this is one of the first times where I feel like a lot of people would be like, everyone wants to get followed, but like there are so many young poets that just heard that yeah. and felt that that want to at least connect with you. And, so if, you shout and, out your and, and if the work that I do, you feel me, mm-hmm. reverberates to where I plan for it too, inshallah. They'll inshallah. hear it. There we go. Right? Not I'm not you don't like that's the thing. I, I I'm not I'm I hate I hate ego shit. I I hate ego shit Hell yeah. because I I know that like if you're not conscious of it, it's so easy to fall into it. Mm-hmm. So easy to fall into it, right? Especially like in spaces that are like performative, right? Yeah. Or like in spaces that like are going to be in others. Like being conscious about killing the ego is hella important to me, right? Damn, and that that very much every episode, like yeah. and that but a yes. huge part of that, right? Is like for me answering your questions, like. In a year from now, I hope to have deepened my relationships with people. That's it. Like, like I, 
I'm very big on like not having tangible goals because then you're you're tunnel visioning, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not being open to opportunities as they may come about. So I think like for me, the most valuable thing that I've flipped to was just being intentional about like deepening my relationships and like you like allowing my relationships to exist as currency, if that makes sense. Yeah. This was a dope ass podcast. Fire. Thank you I so had a much. Lot of fun. Hamza had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. This was dope. This was amazing. Um, I can't wait for people to see this. Inshallah. Farah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's That's love, a wrap, bro. guys. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam.